has lots of benefits when we praise Him. Amen. We're going to continue this morning uh, with our uh, theme and continue in our series on more. Talita, if you would put up our uh, scripture for 2024. Uh, and we're just going to continue. Last week, uh, or I'm sorry, last week Miss Amy uh, kicked off our challenge. But the week before, we covered points one, two, and three. And so today we're going to try to hit four, five, and six if we can. And uh, we'll just see uh, how far we can go. We're talking about more. So 2024... We're declaring is the year far. F-O-R. Everybody say far. The year far. That word far, it's a preposition. It, it denotes a, a purpose and destination. What do you want more far? You need to have a purpose and a destination for your more. As the Lord begins to pour out and, and increase us, as we begin to increase, we have a purpose for that more. And so our theme scripture this year is uh, Ephesians 3.20. And let's just read it together. Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more. Than we might ask or think. This year, as we begin to declare more, we're declaring that we have more of what? So last week we talked about three things, or in our first part. We talked about number one, we want more of who? Jesus. John looked out and saw Jesus coming to be baptized, and he said, I must decrease and he must increase. Listen, if you want to accomplish infinitely more, if you want to do more, have more, be more, then you need more Jesus. You say, no, pastor, what I need is more, uh, more love. No, what, what I need is more a giving. I, I need to be more merciful. I, I need to be more forgiving. Listen, all you need is more Jesus because Jesus is all of that. You get more Jesus, you're going to treat people better. You're going to have more patience and more love and more kindness and more gentleness. And you're going to be more long-suffering. You're going to forgive more. You're going to give more. Why? Because as you become like Jesus, His nature is just going to flow out of you. It becomes a part of you. We become Christ-like. You see, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. No more than going to McDonald's makes you a Big Mac. It's when we become like Jesus, it's when we grow in Jesus, it's when Jesus grows in us and we become Christ-like that we're Christians. I, I want to be Christ-like. I want people to look at me and know that there's a difference in my life, that I'm not just the same. And so we want more Jesus. We talked about more Holy Ghost. I need more of the power of God. We've been talking about on Wednesday nights. Man, if you miss Wednesday night service, you need to come. That midweek refueling is so good. We've been talking the last two weeks on what you confess you can possess. 
See, the thing is, a lot of you are getting exactly what you've been saying. The reason you're broke and tired and mad and mean is because that's what you've been confessing. But we've got to begin to confess something different. I mean, when God framed the worlds, it was dark and without form or void. And God said. God spoke a word and it framed. Well, your words frame your world. Your words set the tone and the atmosphere of your world. And the more Holy Ghost you get, the more of the power of God. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send you another comforter. And he sent us the Holy Spirit. You need to every day say, Holy Spirit, guide me, lead me. Holy Spirit, feel me. And just allow his presence to fill you. And then we said, we wanted more souls. We want to see more people come to the kingdom of God. We want to see more people snatched out of the fires of hell. Amen. And transplanted into a destiny of heaven. I'm going to tell you today, your destiny is not hell. Amen. God so loved you. He died on the cross for you. He doesn't want you to die in your sins and spend eternity in hell. He wants you to spend eternity in heaven with him. Amen. But to do that, you must make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. You must come. Confess your sins and ask Him to be your Lord and Savior and to forgive you of your sins. You need to give your heart to Jesus. But we want to see more souls. We want to see more family members. We want to see the prodigals come back. We want to see those that are hurting and those that have been been wounded in church by church people. Can I tell you, church folks will hurt you, but Jesus never hurts you. Don't be mad at Jesus just because somebody did something wrong. Listen, we're a family. In a few moments, we're getting ready to to welcome several families into the Lord's house as official members. But I'm going to tell you, we are welcoming, welcoming them in to a family of imperfect people. We're a bunch of messed up folk. Huh? We've all sinned. We got a bunch of folk that have been in prison, been in jail. Past addicts. But we all been saved by grace. Woo! I'm not what I want to be, but I'm sure not what I used to be. So if you if, if you want to join a perfect church, this is not the one to join. We're, but we're we are a loving family. And we are a family that has a purpose and a destination. And we're a family that has each other's back. And we'll pray for you when you're down. And we'll pick you up. And we'll encourage you. And we'll love you just the way you are. That's the kind of family we are. We want more souls. But number four, that's where we're at right now. That was the intro. That was the last time. With more souls, the re- we, 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 we build the kingdom of God and more people begins to come. And right now we are having some problems at the Lord's house. You know, every church has problems. Did y'all know that? So right now we're having some problems here at the Lord's house. And it's growing problems. I like growing problems. 
You like growing problems? You have to get bigger pants. Get a bigger belt. Your buttons start stretching. No, that's not the kind of growing I'm talking about. We do that too. I'm talking about the kind of growing problems where everybody, every week, I'm getting complaints. There's too many people in here. Ain't enough room to move. We got this and that. That's good problems to have. See, we had, we had a parking problem. So we built a new parking lot. And half, a lot of Sundays, it's almost full. Isn't that a good problem to have? Hey, man, we keep growing and growing. And we got a, we, we got a solution to the, to the growing problems. And you know what? But God, God, that's a good problem to have. Because we're reaching out. Souls are coming. People are coming. But here's what we need. With more of all that, we need, number four, more workers. We need more participators and less spectators. What kind of tater are you? Yeah, some of you are agitator. Don't be an agitator. Huh? Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a sweet potato. Yeah. Look here, Matthew chapter 9, verse 37. He said to his disciples, The harvest is great. How many would say today that the harvest is great? Man, you look around, there's hurting people. There's sad people. There's lost people. There's people that are going through all kinds of trouble and tribulations. Amen. Families and finances and health. And they need the answer. And we say, we have the answer. It's Jesus. Well, we need somebody to go tell them about Jesus. The harvest is not the problem. There's plenty of people who need Jesus. There's plenty of people that are in the church. We need some workers in the harvest. Look what he said. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. I'm telling you, you got saved, you got born again, you gave your heart to Jesus. Amen. You come in, you say, okay, I'm not going to hell anymore. Now I'm going to heaven. So I'm just going to sit right on this chair and I'm just going to wait till Jesus comes. No, we need workers. We need somebody that's willing to go out into the harvest. That's go out, that's willing to be involved in the children's ministry. And willing to work a puppet. Amen. Willing, amen, to work with the teenagers. Willing to drive the van to go get the kids. Willing to take them home. Willing to clean the pavilion. See, nobody. Not an amen. No. If I said hot dog supper, y'all would be like, oh, I'm in. I say clean the pavilion, sounds like a bunch of crickets in here. Listen, we need more workers willing, aiming to be a part. Amen. who is going to take over Brother Freddy's position in Manor House? Who's going to drive the truck? Who's going to pull the trailer? Who's going to do, you know, it many hands. See, I got two hands, ten fingers. Brother Johnny only has nine. And a half. There you go. He's got nine and a half.
you know what? His nine and a half fingers do a whole lot more than most folks with ten. He's not afraid to labor for the kingdom. We need people willing to put their hands to the plow. The Bible says if any man put his hand to the plow and looks back, he's not fit for the kingdom of God. Listen, it's not time to look back to your past. It's not time to look back. It's not time to do less. It's time to do more. It's time that I say, Lord, I want to be a worker in the harvest field. I want to, maybe my harvest is Walmart. Maybe my harvest is my next door neighbor. Maybe my harvest, amen, is not passing out beans in Nicaragua. But thank God, amen, you gave to make it possible. Amen, that's working in the kingdom. Amen, there's some that go, there's some that send. There's some that work in the field. There's some that make it possible amen for them to work. Whatever God has called you to do, we need laborers. We just said it this morning, the hospitality team, they need people willing. Now listen, you don't even, Miss Amy, she made it sound like that you gotta be a people person, you gotta be bubbly and talk. No, 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 no. You can hold up a sign that says welcome, put it in front of your face, nobody will ever see you. So you can be the shyest person in the house and be a part of hospitality. You can just stand right out there with a sign that says, Jesus loves you. See, they need help. Whether it's children, whether it's youth, whether it's uh, Spanish church, whether it's La Costa del Señor, whether it's in the yard or in the house. You say, Pastor, I listen, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't have, know what all to do, but I can sure clean a toilet. Come on. Let's put your talents to use in the kingdom of God. Because every job is important. I'm going to tell you something. My job standing right here is not no more important than a clean toilet. Huh? Every job's important, but we're looking for workers. Acts chapter 5 said, Yet more and more people believed... And were brought to the Lord crowds of both men and women. Come on, somebody say, I call in the men. I call in the women. Come on, we call in the teenagers and the children. Every class, every group is growing. Amen, the Lord is growing the Lord's house. Amen, we're growing, we're multiplying. Listen, we'll do whatever it takes to meet the needs. But you know what? It's nice Pastor, isn't it nice when you have help? Man, it's nice when you don't have to beg for help. But somebody just comes and says, hey, what can I do? And you know what? We'll find you a place. Everybody say, Lord, help me be a worker. Come on, be, be a participator, not a spectator. And don't be a complainitator. That's a new one. I just made it up. Listen, if you don't want to do the work, don't complain about the people who are doing it. Huh? Don't come in here and say, Pastor, that person holding that sign up there, they're holding it crooked. Well, go get you one and hold it straight then. Don't complain about people doing the work. If you see a problem, the Lord's calling you to be the solution. Pastor, there's spots on the floor. Okay, get you a rag and some water. 
and get on your knees and go to town. I have enough jobs. I need the Lord to send some workers. We're just being silly, but we need workers. You say, Pastor, how, how could we really grow the church? We, we can, you, you know, you can have all kind of gimmicks and all kind of things that people do to, to, draw, to draw a crowd, but that's not what I'm looking at. That's what I'm interested in. I'm going to tell you what I'm interested in. I'm going to tell you how the church is going to be built. Let me tell you the dreams and the visions that people have had about this house. You see, the Bible says that when it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house, there wasn't enough room for everybody. So much so that when they brought the lame man, they crawled upon the roof and tore a hole in it. And let the man down. And then Jesus did two things. Number one, he said, your sins be forgiven you. Man got born again. So you can go to heaven sick, but you can't go to heaven without Jesus as your Savior. He said, your sins be forgiven you. And then he said, take up your bed and walk. And the man got up and walked. It was a miracle. Number five, we need more miracles in the house. You want to draw people? You want people? Because we have had dreams. Many people have had dreams about lines of people out there and the church field. And they would say, they heard them saying, we heard you could get healed here. We heard you could get saved here. We heard that Jesus was here. I'm telling you, when Jesus shows up, when Jesus is in us, when Jesus is in the house, when miracles, when eyes are open and deaf ears are open, and when devils are cast out, amen, when people are saved and born again and filled, the word will spread. And people's going to show up. Oh, people, people there's, there's plenty, and I love all churches, and I love all pastors. I love every denomination. We're, we're a mixture of, of, of all kind of people. But there are some churches who are not interested in the power of God or the move of God. Uh, they're, they're just, they, they just have a form of ritual. They go, they leave. I'm not interested in people coming and going the same way. I want people to come in one way and leave another. You may come in sad, I want you to leave happy. You may come in sick, but I want you to leave well. You may come in hurting, but I want you to leave feeling good. I want people to be touched by the power of God. We need more miracles in the house. First of all, we've got to be a group of people that believes in them. Because there's people say, well, no, the miracles are, they're, they're, they're for another time. I'm going to tell you something, miracles are for today. I need Jesus today just like they needed Jesus then. I don't have time to preach on this, but this is what I talked about the two Wednesday nights. Jesus came, he saw a fig tree, it had no fruit, he cursed it. The next day they came and they saw that it was having died, withered up from the root. And Peter said, whoa, Jesus. Because the Bible says the disciples heard what he was saying. And they said, whoa, remember, you, you, you said you cursed that tree and man, it's dead. And Jesus said, this ain't no big deal. He said, whatsoever. Look at this, Matthew chapter 21. He said, verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which was done to the fig tree, 
But you didn't, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and it shall be done. And all things, everybody shout all things. All things whichsoever you believe. It's not where it started. He said, all things whatsoever you ask. First of all, you got to begin to ask. And then he said, you need to believe. And then he said, you shall receive. So you know what I want us to begin to do as a church? Let's begin to ask God for miracles. Let's begin to come to church believing for miracles. Let's begin to come to church and say, you know what? Lord, 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 send us. Send us somebody that needs a miracle. You know what? It's great to be in a position where you don't need one. And there's a lot of people that don't believe in them until they need one. But I'm telling you, when you do need one, there's people out there that need a miracle. And you know what? All it takes is somebody to go look at them and go tell them. Because everybody else has written them off. Everybody else said it's hopeless. Everybody else said, oh, you're a hopeless case. But somebody's got to go to them and say, hey, come to the Lord's house. There are no hopeless cases. There's no impossibilities. For with our God, all things are possible. We're a church that believes in miracles. We're a church that declares miracles. We're a church that's going to see miracles. Oh, we've seen so, I don't even have time to go down the list of the miracles that we've seen God do right here in this house. But you know what? That was yesterday. He can do miracles today. One of the greatest miracles is how He can save us all. How He can take a black heart, bitter and broken by sin, and He can apply His red blood that he shed on the cross and make them whiter than snow. A new creation in Christ Jesus. Men and women and boys and girls, amen, coming and saying, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. He transforms their life. That is a miracle. I can't do it. I can't change anybody. But Jesus can. And he does it all the time. Oh, but I'm believing for big things. I'm believing we're going to see some miracles. Amen. The Bible talks about in Acts how that by the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. Uh, see, don't, 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 don't be just looking at me. Everybody goes, yeah, Pastor, we believe in miracles. Come on, Pastor, do some. No. You have just, people tell me all the time, well, Pastor, I want you to pray because you have a direct line to God. My line is no more direct than your line. Yeah, sometimes there's those that have more faith and believe because he said, if whatever we ask, if we believe. Sometimes we ask, but we doubt and we don't get it. But listen, come on, let's stir up our faith. Let's begin to get in his word. We read and see the miracles he did in the past. And know he's the God that never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he did it back there, and if he did it in the Bible, and he did it anytime, he'll do it today, and he'll do it for me. We got to believe. And then we got to get out there. I'd love to hear testimony. Pastor, I was in Walmart and I saw this person and they, they were having trouble and they were sick and they were this and they were that. And I just said, can I pray for you? And I just said, in the name of Jesus. And they got up. 
revival break out in Walmart. You know what would be a miracle at Walmart? If they had more than two checkers. Fifty registers and nobody there to work them. Well, that's a different story. <laughs> so we need more miracles. More workers. Number four. Number five, more miracles. Oh, we're already seeing miracles in the house all the time. God's doing so many. We get testimonies of the things. I mean, from physical to emotional to marriage to, to children to, to, oh, God, he's working miracles. So many times we just don't, we need to testify more. You need to tell us when God does something, when we pray and we see it. We need to begin to testify and stir up faith in the house and let us know that, you know what, God did do what he said he would do. I asked, I prayed, I believed, and it happened. And you know what? That stirs our faith. Amen? Miracles in the house. We got time to cover one more, don't we? Hallelujah. Miracles. Hey, you know what we need, Luke? What we need, a miracle, is like if your hairless cat would grow hair. <laughs> But then it wouldn't be a hairless cat. But, but you know what? If, if, if the Lord needed it to, it could. God can do anything. Here we go. Y'all ready for this? Oh, apparently not. I say, y'all ready for this? <laughs> Woo! Here we go. We need more freedom. More freedom. Pastor, what are you talking about? Let's look at it. John chapter 8, verse 36 said, if the, if the Son, speaking of Jesus, therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Now, a lot of us can be free in word. A lot of us can say we're free. A lot of people can say, yeah, I, 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 I'm better. I'm overcoming that. I'm talking about being free indeed. Free in your actions. Free in your mind. Free in your habits daily. I'm talking about it is time, amen, that we as believers, it's time that the church, and I'm not just being the Lord's house, I'm talking about across the board, amen, Christians in general, amen, it's time that we begin to deal with some habits and addictions and we begin to get free. The devil is destroying people. He's stealing money. He's stealing health. He's stealing relationships because of things who were, these things were created to make people addicted. Right now, they're just having a huge debate. In Washington, all the social media things, all these people, they're proving that all of these social media, they have built in these things to make children, to make teenagers, to make adults addicted to their platforms, addicted to their phones. It's no question, nobody, everybody knows, amen, that the tobacco industry, amen, they intended, amen, they put it in. It is addictive for a reason so that you keep spending your money on it. They're in business because of addiction. 
But it's time that we begin to break some habits and addiction. It's time that we be free from the thing. The enemy wants to ensnare you. He wants to trap you. Addiction is a trap. Used to. The, the, the drugs, the people, things did. Maybe they weren't as addictive. Now there's things, fentanyl, all the different things. that It is so addictive. The drugs, one time, if you're not dead, you're hooked. The devil's not playing any games anymore. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And addictions are killing and destroying America and the world. And they're killing the church. And it's time that Christians rise up and begin to say, Jesus, I want to be free. I want to be free in my heart, free in my mind. I want to be free. I don't want anything dictating to me what I have to do. I want to be in control of my life. I want you to be in control of my life. It's time that we begin to work. John, I just said it. John 10.10. That thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you have life and you have it more abundantly. There's not one person on the streets addicted. There's not one person today that started out when they were a kid, that started out when they first did that first time, that said, you know what? You know what I'd like to do? I think I would like to get in a place to where my whole life revolves around this one thing. I would like to spend all my money, my time, my effort. I would like to lose all of my family, all of my relations. I would like to not be able to hold down a job. I'd like to lose all my teeth. I, I, I would just like to look way older than I am. And I would like to die early death. There's not one person that had ever said that. But we have a whole generation living that. Addiction to drugs, alcohol, nicotine, pornography. It is destroying people's lives. But I'm here to tell you this morning, Jesus said, I come that you have life and that you have it more abundantly. For Jesus wants to set you free. You can be free. Listen here. I'm here today as your pastor telling you, I love you. I am not condemning you. Everybody has a different problem. I don't know what your problem is, but I believe in the Lord to break your habit. Come on, let's just declare it. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just break every shopping addiction. Why, why are y'all laughing? This is a serious thing. People are working hard and then spending all their money on QVC, on stuff they don't need. And here y'all laughing at their addiction. Isn't it, it, it easy to look at somebody and go, well... I do, you know, they need, to, they need to stop smoking them cigarettes or wasting all their money on them cigarettes. And bless God, but give me my Diet Coke and my Snicker bar. I got to have three a day. 
I'm preaching better than y'all are amening. Come on, testify, Gershom. Listen, it's time. It's time that we begin to take control of our life. Listen, you don't have a money problem. You have a problem on what you spend your money on. Addiction is stealing people's prosperity. The Lord gives you business and a job, and He wants you to take care of your family. Amen. He don't want you out there spending it on these things that are destroying your life. But listen, I know that habits are hard to break. So listen, what are you willing to do to be free? Now listen, I know people have done all kind of things. But have you done everything? Is there still something else you can do? First of all, do you even want to be free? See, first of all, you got to admit that I I have a, I I got a habit. I am eating this entirely too much chocolate. I'm buying too many pairs of shoes. I have too. (laughs) See, I'm stepping on some toes now. Open toes. You need to buy you some of them clothes toe. You need to buy some of them steel-toed boots to come to church. Listen. Come on, stop, stop, stop spending. We're, we're spending our prosperity. We're spilling our, spending our inheritance. We're spending our children's inheritance. We're on things that only last but for a moment. Don't let your prosperity go up in smoke. All these things, all these addictions are temporal. They bring about a temporary good feeling, but they always leave you with a low. They always leave you dissatisfied, and they leave you shamed. But listen, Jesus is not shaming you this morning. He loves you. He knows. He said, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that you may have life. Come on, let's begin to live some better life. Man, so what do you need to do? Maybe you need to get in a treatment program. Maybe you need to go to counseling. First of all, you need to come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I have a problem. This is, I'm not in control of this. Listen, something you're in control of, you can stop. And every addict says, I can stop anytime I want to. Well, first of all, then, then you know what? Let's pray. Lord, Put the want to in us. Lord, put the want to in me to do better. Put the want to in me to to have better health. I don't want to die young. I don't want to leave my family and my grandchildren. I want to live as healthy. We're all going to die. But let's don't help the process alone. Alone. Come on. Let's begin to say, Lord, I want some freedom in my life. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we're compassed about by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which does so easily beset us. What is that thing that you every year at the beginning of the year, or what is that thing that you've come to the altar over and over and you said, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me, I'll never do it again, and you did it again before you left the parking lot? 
See, some of you may, may, you, 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 you may have a habit of getting angry. Maybe you have a, a, a habit of talking ugly. Maybe you have a habit of, it can be any, listen, anything that you're not in control of, anything, listen, is not a good thing. And you need to say, Lord, this is a weight. It's weighing me down. Does it make you feel better? Does it make you love Jesus more? Does it make you feel closer to Jesus? Or does it make you feel ashamed and further away? Listen, I only want to do things that make me feel better and closer to Jesus. So everything else, I can say, you know what? That's a weight, and it's easily getting me in trouble. It's easily stealing my health. It's easily stealing my money. And so, Lord, I want you to help me stop doing that. It's destroying my relationships, my family. So many times we do things and we tell our... That, that saying, don't do as I do, do as I say, that does not work. Your kids are watching and they're going to do what you do and probably carry it to an even greater extreme. So it's time that we begin to say, Lord, you set me free so that I can be an example to my children. He said, this weight that does so easily beset us. He said, let us run the race with patience that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm listening. There's somebody that can help you with your addiction. His name is Jesus. He died on the cross not to just forgive your sins, but to deliver you from everything that does so easily beset you. So you need to come to him and say, Lord, I'm asking for your help. I'm asking for your help for my mouth, for my mind, for my eyes, for my hands, I, for, for these things that I'm doing, these things that I, I've legitimately, I, I didn't know when I started doing this, it was going to cost me this much and hurt me this bad and forgive me. Lord, forgive me for even starting this habit. But Lord, I'm asking you to help me overcome this habit. And so you begin that journey. You come to the Lord and you say, Lord, and then whatever, what does it take? Come on. I, we're here to help you. We're here to stand with you. We're here to be, for you to be accountable to. Let's get you in some counseling. Let's get you in a program. Whatever it takes, decide this year I'm going to see more freedom in my life and I am going to kick this thing once and for all. Can I get an amen? Amen. amen. But I want to build some good habits. I trust this morning everybody got up and brushed their teeth. I, I don't even, you don't even think about that, do you? You just get up, you go in there, you get your toothbrush. You, it's habit. Last, last night we were standing at the two sinks and Amy said, <coughs> her power toothbrush, she said, my toothbrush is dead. I had mine in my mouth. It's just a regular one. And through all my mouth full, I said, mine's not <laughs> Still works. Listen, it's just habit. So well, I want to build good habits. I, I, I want to just come to church. I don't even think about it. It's church time. It's a habit. I just get up and go. I read my Bible. It's a habit. I pray. It's a habit. I bless people. It's a come on. Some habits are good. 
So let's work on good habits and breaking those bad habits that are harming us. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. In all things. Everybody say, all things. What's that include? Everything, all things. What? Chocolate, shopping, huh? Come on. Alcohol, nicotine, weed, fentanyl, pornography, being mean, angry. In all things. Say it again with me. In all things. We are more. What? We're what? What what do we want this year? Oh. So in all things, we are more. How many wants to be more or less? What do you want to be this year? More. In all things, we are more. Well, more what? More addicted? See, your choice at the end of the year, you're either going to be more addicted or less addicted. You're either going to be free or or bound. But I'm declaring in 2024, I'm going to be more free. In all things, we are more than conquerors. Somebody say, I am. I will conquer, beat, destroy this addiction in my life with Jesus' help. In all things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. Listen, I know in in ourself, we don't have the power. My, my, my daddy used to say all the time, see, so, so many of us, uh, we struggle with temperance. We need temperance. See, that's our problem. That's why people develop habits, because they don't have temperance. And the Bible says that we should be temperate in all things. In other words, we shouldn't overdo anything. But it's when we overdo things that it gets us in trouble. But daddy used to say, he said, son, why is it we can fast? We can go days without eating any food, but we can't sit down at a Mexican food restaurant and stop eating chips. You just keep eating, then your food gets there, you're not even hungry. And then you go, man, I wish I'd have stopped on my third bowl. Temperance. Temperance. Yeah. Just say, you know what, today? Just, just go, go ahead. Just when you get there, just tell the waitress, ma'am, only bring one bowl of chips. Don't bring another bowl. Don't ask if I want another bowl. If I ask for another bowl, say no. I'm limiting myself to one bowl of chips. But bring me five enchiladas. <laughs> and I'll have some ice cream to go. <laughs> no, listen, it's just being temperate. It's just saying, you know what? I'm going to begin to get myself in better shape. In all things. Let's, let's, let's change that word we to I. Okay? Let's just declare it for us individually. Y'all ready? In all things. I. 
am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. Father, I thank you today because you love us. I thank you today that you're not against us, you're for us. I thank you, Lord, that through everything in our life, you've never left us nor forsaken us, and you never will. Lord, I thank you today that we are believing for more, more Jesus, more Holy Ghost, more souls, and today we need more workers in the kingdom of God. We need more, Lord, of your presence. We need more freedom in our life. Lord, we need more miracles. What a miracle it is to set souls free. What a miracle it is to change a life, to change a heart. Lord, I want to be a miracle. I want to be a testimony. I want to be able to say, look what the Lord has done in my life. Start in me. You're here today and you say, Pastor... Man, I, I'm, I'm believing. I, I agree with this message today. I'm believing. I want to be one of those workers in the kingdom. I want to see more miracles in my life. And I want to experience more freedom. Today, He can do the miracle of setting you free. Today, if you're watching me online or you're in this building, one of the greatest miracles is salvation. It's for you to come to know the love of a Savior. Jesus died on the cross for you. He loves you. He does not want you to go to hell. He wants you to spend eternity in heaven with Him. Satan hates you. He's trying to destroy your life with sin, with habits and addiction. But Jesus loves you so much, He gave His life for you. And today, He wants to do a miracle in you. Save your soul. Redeem you and hold you a place in heaven. All you got to do is ask. If you're watching me online, if you're in this building today, and you say, Pastor, I need the miracle of salvation. I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. There's sin in my life. I'm living my own life the way I want to live it. I've failed, I've made mistakes. Satan makes me feel guilty and ashamed, but today I realize how much Jesus loves me, and He wants to give me peace. He wants me to have peace with God. He wants to save me, and today I need that miracle. Those of you at home and those in this building, if you say, Pastor, I need the miracle of salvation, pray for me. Would you just put your hand up right where you're at? Yes, 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 yes. I see those hands. You're here today and you say, Pastor, man, I, I don't know what I'm called to do. I, I don't know exactly what it is the Lord wants me. But, man, I just want to do something. I want to be one of those workers in the kingdom. I, I want to do what he's called me to do. I want to fulfill my purpose in the kingdom of God. If that's you, just slip your hand up. Yes, I see your hand. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I, I need freedom. I'm struggling with some habits and addictions. I want to be free this year. I, I need the Lord's help. I've tried it on my own. I've failed. It makes me feel so shameful and guilty. But today I realize how much Jesus loves me. He's not here to condemn me. He's here to help me. 
And if I can come to Him, He will help me. He will give me the strength to say no to my flesh, to overcome these habits and addictions. I want freedom in my life. I need to be free from these things that are destroying me. Pastor, pray for me. If you're here today and you say, Pastor, I need freedom. Would you slip your hands up? Yes, 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 yes. All over this building. Yes, the Lord. There's all, every one of us have something that we could work on to be better. Father, I thank you for that. Could you stand with me all over this building? Father, I thank you today that you loved us so much. You love us so much. You want to do so much more. You want to give us more than we have, experience more than we're experiencing. You want us to experience more of your grace and your love, and you want us to walk in more freedom, more power. So, Lord, today we just humbly come to you and say, Jesus, we need more of you. I need more Jesus in my life. There's some of you that are about to pray that for the first time and invite him to come. Many of you need to rededicate your heart. Many of you are going to be baptized next week because you've prayed this exact prayer and made Jesus the Lord of your life. But now you want to make a public confession. Maybe you're here today going to pray it for the first time. You need to be baptized next week. Make a public confession. I ask Jesus into my heart and I want to testify to everybody that I'm a child of God and I want to serve Him the rest of my life. You can do that. But water doesn't save you. The blood of Jesus does. It's your confession of faith. If you do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior, you're watching me online, you're in this building, would you pray with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I failed. I make mistakes. I've lived my own life. Today, I surrender my life to Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. You died on the cross for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior, be my friend. Today, I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm on my way to heaven. The Lord help me to live for you. Father, I pray those that have made this confession of faith, Father, right now, something miraculous is happening we can't see it on the outside there will be evidence of it fruits of it but right now you're taking a black heart you're applying your precious blood that you shed on the cross and you are making people white as snow erasing their sin erasing their past forgetting like it never happened and they're going to walk out of here a new creation in Christ Jesus Satan you have lost. Hell, you have lost another one. They are born again and they're going to begin to bear fruit of that decision. 
Father, I thank you today for those that want to work in your kingdom. Maybe they just gave their heart to Jesus today. You've got a plan for them. You've got a job for them to do. Sharing the love of Jesus everywhere they go. I pray, Lord, you'd raise up workers, leaders, other people that said, I'm willing to do what you've called me to do. Let people come into their talent and ability and their purpose in the kingdom. Father, all it takes is a willing heart. So today we say, here am I, Lord. Send me. Father, there's those in this house this morning that are struggling with habits and addictions. They've lifted their hands. They said they need help. They can't do it by themselves. So, Lord, we come to you first and foremost. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, I can't do this by myself. I need your help. I know I did it. I started it. I picked it up. I do it habitually. But I realize today you love me. And you will help me. You will give me the strength to say no to my flesh. You will help me to kick this habit. To lay down this heavy weight of addiction. Lord, it's killing me. It's hurting my testimony. It's hurting my family. Today, I make a decision that I will be free in Jesus' name. Now, let me be willing to do whatever it takes. If I need to get help, if I need to get in a program, if I need to get counseling, if I, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to see my life free, to walk in freedom, to walk in peace, to walk in prosperity and love, to walk in health and healing. Lord, I'm willing to do it, whatever it takes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break the spirit of addiction. I break the spirit of drugs. I break the spirit of nicotine. I break the spirit of alcohol. I break the spirit of pornography. I break that lying spirit, that stealing spirit, that cheating spirit. Father, I just break every addiction that the enemy comes in and tries to put on people today whom the Son has set free is free indeed and I declare freedom for your children. Holy Spirit, I release you to work in their life. Convict them when they're about to pick that up. Convict them. I thank you, Lord, that you don't condemn. You convict. Condemnation says you blew it, you failed, might as well give up, no hope. Conviction says that's harmful, it's not good for you. You did it again, but there's hope. I love you. Come on, come back to me. Let's do this thing again. Come on, Holy Spirit, convict us and bring us to Jesus and set us free in Jesus' name. Somebody shout, I'm free. I'm whole, I'm saved, I'm delivered. In Jesus' name, 